All right. Okay. We got it. Woohoo! Benjamin! Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so busy greeting people. <laughs> Take your seat, and um, we're going to get started. Tonight, if you were thinking about uh, coming to church and hearing a sermon, that's not what's going to happen today. Um, what's going to happen today is a workshop on prayer. And a workshop means that I'm going to teach and you're going to work. And, well, I hope that you like that. <laughs> and uh, you actually, well, have a choice. Anyway, um, so I teach tools of prayer workshops, and um, I've identified over 76 tools of prayer in the Bible that we can utilize to make our, our prayer lives more rich. If your prayer life is boring, then you might be boring God too, I don't know, but uh, it's, it, it, you need something to energize your prayer life, and um, these workshops would help that. It... Um, so today I'm going to teach two tools of prayer. A tool is something that makes your life easier. Um, I'm going to teach this in a little bit different way in that um, your body can be a tool too. You use your hands to grip. I have a friend who just broke both of her wrists. She can't grip anything. She can move one little baby finger. And if you think about all the things you do with your hands, ah! Anyway, so she's in a world of hurt. She's missing her hands. She's missing her abilities to do things. And, and she's very grateful for the fact that she will have her hands again. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, um, when we have a part of our body that we don't use for a long time, it can atrophy. And the same thing can happen with some of the tools of prayer. Some of the tools of prayer have th are things that are just given to us. Our muscles are given to us. The fruit of the Spirit is given to us. It's not your fruit. It's the Holy Spirit's fruit. And so it's that fruit that's manifested in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is um, that manifestation is something that belongs to you. You have the fruit of the Spirit because it's not your fruit. The tool I'm going to talk to you about first today is, um, is found in 1 Samuel 30. And um, you can read that at home. I don't have time to do an expository on it because all I'm doing is to, is to introduce to you the idea, the understanding of this is the way we're going to pray. So when we go to time of prayer, and we will, I want you to, to only use this kind of tool, and I want you to call yourself down to focusing on just doing that tool in prayer. So no tools of request, I know, I know, and we live in the United States of America, and it's like, what? Isn't that the only way we pray, is to tell God what we want? Because that's really... What we see in, in prayer meetings usually is this big list of things. I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. But in Acts, they said, it was said, up till now you have asked for nothing. What? Did they pray? Up till now you've asked me for nothing. And then God invites them to ask. I want to be invited by God to ask. That sounds pretty good to me. So I want us to get into a place where we use different tools besides the tool of request. That's a good tool. But besides the tools of request, in order to pray before God. This tool that we're going to do today is 1 Samuel 30. It's, a, it's an account of David and his mighty men. They had, uh, 
Okay, David had taken his, his, his men and they had gone uh, to a battle and they left behind their families and their possessions. And the Amalekites had come behind. That's not who they were fighting, but the Amalekites came from behind and they raided and captured all and then, and <clears throat> all that there had, that had been left behind. So they took the sheep, they burned the city, they took the wives, they took the children, but they killed no one, which is pretty amazing. They killed no one. Of course, they didn't know that when they came to the city and saw it burned, they had no idea what happened to their families or to their sheep or whatever. So when David and his men returned to the destruction, they, they wept, raised their voices in grief until they had no more tears to cry. We have been in those places before where we've lifted up our tears until we have no more tears to cry. Maybe you're there today. Then they turned on David and they said, you're the problem. They turned on David and the Bible says this, and David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved and every man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. That seemed very strange to me. He didn't defend himself. He didn't say, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, we, we all decided to go out to battle. He didn't say, oh, God told me to do this. What he did is he almost ignored them, almost like when Jesus walked through the people who wanted to stone him, right? So he almost ignored him and he turned over here and he encouraged himself in the Lord. Too many times when we're in the middle of crying, when we're in the middle of a problem, when we're in the middle of a storm, we're turning to the storm and trying to figure out, how do I get through this storm? Well, David turned instead to God, and he encouraged himself in the Lord. He didn't even seem to notice the threat of the stones in people's hands. So how many times do we lament, do we blame do we moan in terrible situations? But David is teaching us one of his tools of prayers, and that is to encourage himself in the Lord, to strengthen himself in the Lord. What does that look like? Well, I can't really tell you, but the Holy Spirit is going to today to tell you because, because it's individual. The way that I encourage myself in the Lord may not be the way that you encourage yourself in the Lord. It's not a set thing. God made us very individual. The growth pattern of your hair, the retina of your eye, your fingerprint, everything is individual. And why wouldn't it be that God would relate to us as intensely individuals? And he does. So I'm not going to give you a list of eight things that you do to encourage yourself in the Lord. I want you to, during this time of encouraging yourself in the Lord, I want you to ask God, what does this mean? How do I do this? What do I do, Lord? How do I encourage myself to you? The, the clue that I can give you is that you turn your attention on him. Look at Jesus and ask, Holy Spirit, I need encouragement here. I need strengthening here. My life in this area is falling apart or their life is or whatever you're going to pray into. So David encouraged himself in the Lord. He didn't encourage himself by telling God, hey, I'm a great guy. Why is this happening to me? That's not what he did. He focused on the Lord and what he would do. And what happened in that place is David got a lot of direction from God. He got a lot of direction from God. The end of the story, you'll have to read it in 1 Samuel 30. It's a great story. Uh, what happened was he got intense direction from God, and they got 
every single one of their children and their wives and their sheep back. It's amazing. Why? Because David did not moan or lament. He did not go to the place where uh, everything was all lost. But instead, he went and encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, I talk about this long enough so that you're thinking about it. Okay, that's, that was my intent, is to talk about it long enough so that you're thinking about how would I do that or what am I going to pray for? So we're going to take tw- 10 minutes. Yeah, we're going to take 10 minutes and we're going to encourage ourselves in the Lord. So that means you're going to turn to him. But it's you and him together. You encourage yourself in the Lord. God loves to partner with his people. So he's going to teach us how to encourage ourselves in the Lord. So I want you to, um, to understand that we're going to come before the throne of God and say, okay, Lord, you know my problem. I've been screaming about it, yelling about it, crying about it. And now I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. I'm going to turn to you, look to you alone. Let you be the focus Would you tell me what I'm supposed to do here? Would you show me your ways? Would you show me your heart? Would you show me? Strengthen me, oh God. Because we sometimes, many times, come to the end of ourselves, right? And in that place, we can find God. So I'm going to pray that, um, I'm going to pray for us, that we could hear the Holy Spirit and know how to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Then we're going to put some music on just to kind of make a background. And um, I'm going to invite you to spend some time with Jesus. You do not have to be loud in this one. You can just, just be there before the Lord, quietly talking to him. You can give voice to your prayer, but um, this is not a time of, of, of loud prayer. This is a time of, of quietness before God and just being before him and just settling in to encouraging yourself in the Lord. I have to stop myself because right now, usually I would say, are there any questions? But I'm not going to do that here. (laughs) And so um, I hope hope there's no questions. But um, so let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus, that when you died and you came and you told your disciples, I got to go because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you, the comforter, the teacher. So Holy Spirit, would you come and teach us how David did this, how we do this? How do we encourage ourselves in the Lord? How do we turn from the people who want to stone us? How do we turn from the situations that that want to devour us? How do we turn from that to you and not be afraid, not be in fear, not be in anxiety or worry, but look to you, the author, finisher of our faith. We thank you, God, that you are that. Would you teach us today your ways in Jesus' name? And we thank you. Amen. I'm going to invite you. You can, um, obviously, we're going to pray. You can walk around. You can stand. You can sit. You can kneel. You are totally free to do whatever, um, but encourage yourself In the Lord. Go ahead. Father, we thank you for your response to us. As we turn our eyes on you and as we come to a place of peace and as we come uh, with our 
arms lifted up to you, our eyes focused on you. Let the things of the world just kind of fade away and you come focus and then you can give us marching orders, you can give us your ways, you can show us who you are in every situation. We thank you for that, Lord, and I, and I just ask your blessing and your seal over what you've done and what you accomplished today in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> okay, the second tool is, this, is a stretching tool. And the reason I'm giving this one to you because it was kind of like, oh, my goodness, would we ever do this in the service? I guess so you. Last week when we did the clapping, you guys got really into it and started to do this tool of prayer on your own. So I thought, whoa, this service can do it. We didn't do it the first service because they had a little bit of a problem with clapping. So I thought, oh my goodness, are they going to be able to do this one? So though this tool, now that I built it up like that, you're going to go, oh no, maybe I should just find, go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> but uh, it is, it is the shout. And I will tell you, when I discover tools of prayer, some of them I don't want to teach. And this is one I didn't want to teach. I didn't want to teach it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want anything to do with it because shouting is really not my thing. Well, it wasn't. And God changed all that. <clears throat> it's an interesting thing because this tool of prayer uh, is the shout is seen in scripture over 50 times. It's seen more than clapping, more than dancing, more than raising our hands. It is a tool of prayer that is vital to the people of God. The children of Israel did it all the time. Just like clapping, when we started clapping last week, some of you started shouting. And if you had been in my Saturday prayer class, I would have said, whoa, 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 that's a different tool. Can't use that one today. <laughs> we need to isolate it, but I didn't make, you know, I thought, oh, well, you only have 10 minutes, so, you know, go for it. <laughs> so this time, it is the shout and the shout only. And you're going, oh, what did I get? I got up to church and this is what's happening. Okay. Psalm 33.3 says, sing to him a new song, which we did already. Play skillfully on the strings, which they did al already. And then it says, with loud shouts. We haven't done that yet, but we're going to. When we, look, <laughs> when we look at scripture, we can well remember the shout used in obedience at the walls of Jericho. What happened? They collapsed. When we read this, when the scripture was read in Nehemiah, the shout of the people was heard a long way off. When Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey as the king of peace, they shouted, Hosanna. There was a shout of Gideon when the army was routed. And many times when the ark was brought in, there was a shout of the people. God loves a good party. And shouts of joy are right in the middle of that. In fact, the shout is seen in scripture, like I said, over 50 times. It is an amazing thing that a shout can be a shout of joy, a shout of worship, a shout of battle cry. The difference is in your heart and your motivation. Is your kind of well, it's gonna sound about the same, but where are you coming from? Where is this shout coming from? 
In order for us to experience this the best way possible, we're going to ask you to participate as loudly as you can. <laughs> if you've ever shouted at a game, shout today. If you've ever shouted in delight or in surprise, shout now. If you've ever shouted at your children, <laughs> shout now. Because God is worthy of your volume. The unity of this action is wonderful, so everyone needs to shout. Now, I know that some of you, your voices aren't going to be as loud as others. Don't worry about that. Do your best. Do your shout it out and best. And we're going to shout together, just like the children of Israel did in those instances that we, I talked about. And so um, we're going to put on some triumphant music to, to help you, not the little violins in the background. You know, it's going to be more of a triumphant sound. And so I want you to shout. Now, what you did last week is we started clapping and some of you started shouting. So I know it's in this service. I know that the people of God here can do this. And this may be something you wanted to do for a long time. And now you have somebody giving you permission to do so. So we will, <laughs> we're going to be shouting and we're going to shout for uh, 10 minutes. Now, when I do my workshop, we shout louder, longer. No one has ever lost their voice shouting before the Lord in one of my workshops. So I know that this is a God thing. And this is a, a shout of triumph in your lives. If you need a triumph, you shout that triumph. If you need a war that is that, uh, the battle and you will need to win that battle, you shout in war. You shout in, in gratefulness to God. However you're going to shout, you bring that shout as praise and honor to God because it is it's been stolen by sports because originally it was a shout of God before the Lord it's a worship so we need to understand that it's a worship do your best I'm not going around judging everybody. Well, now you're not loud enough or anything like that. I'm busy shouting myself. Okay. And so what you shout is up to you. You can just plain shout or you can shout words. I don't really care. Your heart just needs to be engaged for what you're doing. You're shouting unto the Lord. Okay. Now, I, it's kind of interesting. I will tell you this. I wasn't going to, but I guess I will. The first time I did this was in, in fact, the first time I started teaching tools of prayer was in what we had, what was Harvest Corps. It was a, an intern program here at City Harvest many, many years ago. And I was uh, told they want, they want a prayer class every week. And they just want, I said, well, what do you want me to teach? And they said, just make sure that they pray better afterwards. And I went, <laughs> okay. And so the first time I did this, was um, with my students because um, I, had, I had three hours with them in. And they ended up, now this was, Annalise was in this class. So the first time I did this, the students ended up on the floor with the weight of the glory of God. I did not tell them to lie out. I, did not tell them, I didn't tell them to do anything but shout. So they shouted and they ended up on the floor with the weight of the glory and they just went, we can't move. <laughs> 
do we have to go to class? And I said, I don't know. So I went and said, hey, they, they're uh, laid out in the glory of God, and they want to know if they need to go to class. And the teacher said, oh, no, leave them there. Let God do what he's doing. So I am not saying that that's what's going to happen here. I don't know. It's different every time. But I am saying that God will do an amazing thing. God will do a miraculous thing because he's the God of miracles. And we are going to worship him. And you cannot worship him without being changed. So get your heart in gear and we're going to worship him. We're going to shout before the Lord. Have I prayed yet? No, I didn't pray. Okay. I'm losing track. You know, multiple services, Pastor Bob, you know you can lose track. Where Did I do that yet? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for something so simple as a shout, so simple as clapping, so simple as kneeling, so simple as raising our hands. So you make it easy to come before you and to please you. We want to please you today with a shout. And so I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would... Um, that all of the inhibitions in our hearts and in our lives would, would dissipate in the name of Jesus. Lord, I know that the instances that I named, most of us have done a shout at some point or another. So I ask God that you would help us to shout before you with all that is in us in Jesus' name. If you haven't started shouting yet, here's your chance. Use your voice. This is, this is it, guys. Come on. Don't let this moment pass by. I get that this is awkward. I get that it's weird. If you don't shout in your own home, it's weird to do it here. But give yourself an opportunity to break through. We break off shame. We break off every lie of the enemy. Everything that would say that there's nothing on the other side of this for you, that's a lie. It's a lie. Use your voice. Let's shout to the Lord. Hallelujah.
my voice is a little <laughs> shot, <laughs> but <laughs> let's talk a little bit quieter for a second. Um, prayer team, would you please come up to the sides? If you need prayer for something, maybe you need some healing after what we just did. <laughs> um, please, if you have a healing, emotional healing, physical healing in your body, you have a financial breakthrough you need, maybe you just need the wisdom of God in a situation, you know, I've watched people that had chronic illness come up for prayer every single Sunday and not lose their faith, not get bitter, but they're like every opportunity I get to partner with somebody else in prayer and ask for God to do something, I'm going to take it. So please don't just allow yourself to be sidelined and think I've gone up for prayer before. God didn't come through that time. That one time I asked him to pray, keep coming, keep your heart soft. So whatever you need, ask somebody to partner in prayer with you. Um, we're going to go back into worship for those of you guys that just need a little, you know, afterglow, <laughs> a little after the, the, the worship service party. Um, but for the rest of you, if you, if you want to be released and, and you need to get some fresh air, that's fine too. Just please remember. Remember that um, we have kids camp coming up this week, and so we're doing, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, registrations out in the lobby, um, and just keep an eye out for that email. But I just want to say thank you to you guys, even if you had to leave, you know, even if you didn't open up your voice and you just stayed, <laughs> but thank you guys for stretching yourselves today. You might think, well, I could do this on my own in, in my home, and, and you can, and I hope you do. It's a tool of prayer. But the things that we do corporately and collectively like this, there's something really cool that God will do when we're unified in that and when we're doing that together. So continue to use these tools of prayer on your own, but I encourage you to not be limited um, when you come in on a Sunday morning to the ways that you think we have to worship or the ways we think we have to pray. Let's break out of those boxes that we put ourselves in and let's let God surprise us with what he has for us. Amen.